gather together in your presence to hear your word to get instruction from you Lord I guess ask you to soften the hearts of all of us here to receive your word Uh, let it go down easy father let us just receive the engrafted word that's able to save our souls and we bless you we thank you for it father in Jesus name amen and praise God amen 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 well God is good he's a good God amen and he's good all the time You'll never find God in a bad mood. There is no bad mood in goodness. Amen. So it's <laughs> it's a good thing he's good. And we appreciate that about our God. The other part of that too is he has placed his goodness inside of us who are believers. Amen. And so we uh, were sharing uh, uh, that this is the year of the believer. And I think, amen, the first order of business for God is to equip the believer in a new way, in a greater way, uh, in a way that is fitting for this time that we're living in. And one of the things that we have been sharing is that we are light the light of the world and uh, we talked about salt and light so we did a a kind of a a, a detailed understanding of what salt means Uh, so now we're talking about light and what light means and when Jesus says that we are the light of the world he says that we are a city set on a hill and uh, that alludes to the new Jerusalem you know the Jerusalem that is heaven emanating as light that light the entire world and so each one of us has a capacity to bring light and in the case of the eternal light of Christ light and life into the world so we have light and life in us in the person of Jesus Christ that light is energized uh, and enhanced by the power of the Holy Spirit and so the Holy Spirit then dwells in us as our comforter or our sustainer and I think it's a sustainer of our cooperation with the Spirit of Christ that's in us so we need help in this journey and I think it's good to um, embrace that and understand that we are not here alone we're not here on our own we're not here for our own purposes Uh, not anymore we have a covenant with God where we have relinquished hopefully control direction and all those things to Jesus Christ who lives within us it's so good to know that God adopted us through him not through us so then you don't have to qualify for adoption you don't have to uh, do anything to merit the adoption many of us uh, were saved and we don't even know how we don't even know why we just were looking for something or someone or help or assistance you know there was something that we were searching for and the answer was Christ and I think that's so wonderful that people can have tons of problems but there's only one answer see the answer is the same so that makes our job really simple we can know that Jesus is the answer for all of what uh, affects human beings uh, all of what troubles us 
all of what uh, um, you know hinders our life from from being all that we are our contentment our peace of mind all of those things he has the answer and he is the answer for those situations it's unfortunate sometimes that people will only want God for things that they need uh, that are in a a visible uh, sense or a visible realm it's so much better to know him uh, for the things that we need that are invisible because those are the deeper things Uh, those are the things that they could get fixed that we could have a much better life and feel much better about ourselves and so it's good to allow people to explore understanding of God so that they can understand that when God comes into their lives and begins a work in them that that work will be a greater benefit than if they just got uh, you know fed for the day or if they got a job or they got uh, somebody that they could marry or, or whatever uh, he would do a much deeper work in them uh, than ever needs to be done and so this is one of the purposes of our light in the world is that we can kind of look inside on things at people and, and kind of answer to those things that they desire that are in are working type things you understand what I'm saying if say if somebody and and it, it never fails when you get into a conversation with somebody they really open up because the light has has drawn them in some way they respond to the light in a positive way and uh, they begin to open up to you or they may tell you that they uh, you know well I'm really kind of satisfied with my life the way it is and the Holy Spirit then will kind of zero in he goes in with his radar and and your conversation will kind of he won't tell you you know exactly what's going on in a problem sense but he will direct your conversation in such a way that it kind of hits on the head what it is that's really bothering that person and so they get a sense that they can't hide anything from the Christian when they start (laughs) so you get that reputation your light has a reputation that when they come to you they mean business they really want to see change they're really serious about what it is that they're approaching you on and so that light then gets to be kind of a comfort and an assurance to people Uh, even though it may start out as somewhat of a threat because it seems to expose things in a way that they can't cover them back up again you know they can't be hidden once eternal light shines on something once it's exposed it's exposed forever you know that they can try and cover it up and they can run and hide and all that but it's it's opened up because and when God opens things up he exposes things so that he can help people see he can deal with it and help them and bring them into a a better place is why that happens and so in our dealings with individuals we need to always keep in mind the light that's in us don't ever be ashamed of the light don't try to hide the light don't uh, try and make it like it's not there because it can be seen I don't care who you are where you go that light's always visible because it's a different nature of light than any light that has ever been in the earth 
I think last week I I talked about the power that's in that light. We uh, I talked about some of the investigation of what people believe is the shroud of Turin, the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. That the, there is a, a force that made the image on that cloth that people have not been able to determine the nature of it. It's it's they can determine determine some of the properties of it, but it's not like any uh, power force that they have ever seen on earth before and that's because it didn't come from earth it comes from heaven and so if you believe that that shroud is what they claim to it to be the more they try and examine and say it's not the more questions they get about what is it then see if you can't tell what it is then you really can't say what it's not either you see what I'm saying so <laughs> once it's identified then we'll all know what it is but, but it's been a, a a great puzzle to many people who have examined it over the years and so we have that light in us the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead quickens our mortal bodies or makes alive our mortal bodies in such a way that, that we can be light and life and a life force in the earth so we were talking about the fact that the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord so God lights our way through our spirits the Bible uses the term spirit and heart interchangeably especially in the Old Testament so but your spirit is the innermost part of you Um, brother Kenneth Hagin described it as the real you he said your spirit man is the real you Uh, the old man is passed away Uh, he he was frail to begin with uh, was doomed to begin with so he has passed away so let's just have one big funeral get it over with and move on into the newness of life I don't know that any of us miss our old nature in its entirety you know sometimes you'll find some Christians that like certain things that they used to do in the world and reminisce and somehow can't get rid of it but God will even extinguish those desires as well he'll show you the end of those things is not going to be fruitful for you and so once you're converted it's good to just come totally over into the light because total commitment to God is where your greatest joy is going to be see your total total confidence in God total living for God is going to be where your greatest contentment will be because you will know fully uh, what it means to live in the love of God you know as much as you can experience it and so uh, you know our light is to be uh, emanated it because it emanates from your spirit man uh, that means that you yield to it and it becomes a light force in the earth however that light can be seen because it never goes out See when the Holy Spirit moves you to say something or do something you're not like a hand puppet where he he makes you yield your mouth to him you have to yield your members to him but that light is still there see it it, it has a a drawing power even though you're not doing anything to make it come on you understand me this light functions uh, in spite of it's like the pilot light on your if you got a gas range I don't know if they had I don't use gas so I haven't used it in many many years but uh, gas ranges always had a pilot light 
that stayed lit all the time so that when you needed more burning power in one of the the burners that light was there to ignite it so that you would get it immediately and so our spirits are similar to that we have a a light on the inside of us that never goes out it's eternal light and it shines all the time no matter what you're doing you know it really does it will shine all the time even if your light has not been uh, let me think how can I say this has anybody ever had somebody say something to them before you were saved that made them feel like you were a Christian or you were say like you were better than what you were doing or you shouldn't be doing what you were doing that that kind of thing that's sometimes the light from the call of God on your life or the light from the word that you've experienced and embraced so far can be seen even in your carnal state in your 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 unborn again state I remember when I was a kid I had a dream and uh, I woke up and I, t- I can't tell, okay, I think I told Aunt Louise, I told one or two of my sisters. And I was excited about it and I said, I don't remember what it was, all the details, but when I grow up, I said, I'm going to do something important. I said, and it's, and it's going to be about God. And that was all I knew. Well, that seed of light was in me. Because I embraced that dream. Even though I didn't know how to respond to it. It wasn't time for me to respond to it yet. When you're to be converted. The conditions in your life have to be set. For you to step out of the old into the new with understanding. See what I'm saying. So you may not have understanding. To step over into relationship. Covenant relationship with God. But if there's a seed of him inside of you. A seed of the word that you embrace. There's a light there. And even when I got older. I would get around certain people. And I would say things. And they say you don't even look like that should be coming out of your mouth. You know what I say? You you just look like the kind of person who wouldn't wouldn't say that, think like that, or something like that. So that light was still there in the background, illuminating my life and my words, no matter what I said and what I did and all that kind of stuff, until I got born again. And so that light then lights you and guides your life. I don't care how many twists, turns, and winding roads you go down. That light that's in you lights your path all the way to God the way it's supposed to be. You got me? And and it's up to you to say yes or no to the commitment. But it will lead you to the door, uh, the threshold of eternal life You know that you can receive in covenant relationship with God. And so don't ever play down the importance of that light folks don't don't ever think it's not there don't think it's not like you can do certain things and and you know people don't know you're not saved or some don't ever get you know goofy like that you know there are people that want to walk away from God you know they live in their minds their carnal minds all the time and get disgruntled and you know unhappy they kind of ride the edge for a season and then they fall off you got me 
And so we, we have to understand that walking in the fullness of the light that God gives us is your best way to live. That's, that's the safest way to live. That's the best way. That's the highest way to live. You cannot walk in light that's not available to you. But you can walk in what's been provided for you. So walking totally in that light <clears throat> is the best life for you so our light then becomes a vehicle or we become vehicles to carry the word of god amen god causes it causes us to have power and to penetrate darkness and accomplish the things that god wants us to accomplish don't get it twisted that light is there to dispel darkness just like it was in jesus the bible says in him was light and in life and that life was the light of men and that light shone in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it it couldn't overtake it it couldn't shut it down it couldn't make it go out darkness has no effect whatsoever on this light and so we need to let that light shine you know people would would tell me things like well uh, you know I still you know want to smoke marijuana or I still want to sleep around I still was. I said, no, just let your light shine. That'll leave in no time. I said, just focus on doing what God tells you to do. You get in enough light, and that stuff don't it doesn't even. You understand what I'm saying? See, what happens is that people walk in a low level of light, and this is why they struggle. See, if you walk in a higher level of light, walk in more light. That's what you do. Darkness won't bug you if you walk in more light. You know, get rid of some of the activities that you do that tantalize your flesh. Get rid of some of the friends you hang around that you understand what I'm saying? This is how you walk in more light, folks. And God will help you. I remember when I was first saved, I was saying, Well, God, you know, what do I tell my friends? I had no kind. Them people didn't know where I was, and I didn't know where they were anymore. You understand what I'm saying? That is not a problem for God. Anybody he he brought in the covenant with him, what do you tell him? What do you tell Abraham? Leave your daddy, leave your family, leave all these people because I want you to walk in the light and depend on me now and not walk in darkness. Even when Abraham would get fearful and, and walk in a familiar dark place that he walked in, what happened? The light came and found him where he was and brought him right back over into the light again. So we cannot escape from God, folks. It's not that easy to lose your salvation, so to speak, or lose God or whatever. I'd much rather, instead of banking on some type of of living bad and have a last-minute rescue, I'd rather enjoy the light that I'm living in every day. I mean, that's such a much better life. You hear me? And so if we can walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen. And we have fellowship with him. And and that's the best life you know that you can have is total fellowship with God. And so that's a good thing. So we're talking about the properties of light. And what it does, we said, number one, that it brings guidance. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So when we talk about the word, we mean the the presence of Christ in us. Amen. That light that is Christ also illuminates his word. Word is what we live by. The word is what gives us understanding of God. He says also that we are a city set on a hill. 
that means that we have enough light in us to light up a whole city. Men, we have enough light in us to light up a whole city. Now that's been proven. If you look at the accounts of what the early church did, when they went to a city, they would preach and everybody would get saved. And we think that's something, and it's been done since then. We've, we've had evangelist Finney and people like that, that that really had a vision for what God wanted done. You know, they couldn't see themselves going winning one soul and getting happy about it. They saw the whole, they saw the city like God saw it. We're a city set on a hill, and we affect that whole city. You can win that whole city that did it over and over and over again. 3,000, 5,000. There weren't many more people than that in some of those little towns. You see what I'm saying? And so when you would go into those places and think of it, if you only won 10% of the town, that 10% would just go and find the rest of the ones that didn't have the light and speak to them. So that light then begins to spread everywhere. Everybody gets a little bit of uh, light in a, a uh, community. I forget who it was that first, um, I think one of the presidents or the patriarchs of this country, uh, maybe somebody like Ben Franklin or somebody, decided that he didn't want to, you know how it was back in the horse and buggy days, you took your light with you, you know, if you want to go somewhere. (laughs) And so he decided that at his home, he didn't want his home to be darkened anymore, so he just put a little lamp outside on the 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 end of the walkway where his home was and pretty soon all the neighbors around did the same thing and so uh, neighborhoods then started to be lighted and illuminated why because light is better than darkness if it weren't better everybody else wouldn't have been doing it too and that's how light spreads it's a good thing to have the light it's a good thing to let our light shine it's a good thing to be that light that illumines the hearts and the minds of men and and that's us our light is also protective we said that it keeps us from stumbling and it keeps us from harm it lights our way we know what we're getting into we're no longer being deceived by the enemy You know, if you look at the average prison population, there are more victims there than perpetrators, according to them. You know, and it's probably mostly true that many of the people there, because they, they live in darkness, because their minds are darkened. Jesus said men like darkness more than light. Because their deeds are known in the light. You can keep your evil deeds unknown if you're in darkness. And so when, when you talk to many people though. It's their associations that have deceived them into thinking. You know say somebody is there and. They had a bunch of friends that said, oh, I've, I've gone out and robbed stores many times. It's real easy. We won't get caught and so forth and so on. And then they get caught, see, and they're in jail. And it's because darkness clouds their vision and they can't see at the end of this how hard it's going to be to them or that they would get exposed or they would get caught. They believe in the darkness. <clears throat> but when light comes in, when the police slap the cuffs on them, Amen. And the judge gets them before the bench. It's all light after that. See their their dark deeds are known and they find out that it's not so easy to be a career criminal. 
Huh? That somebody there's more light out here than darkness. And so if you've been deceived into thinking that you wouldn't get caught or, you know, it's not so bad or something like that, you know, many times young women get talked into to a life of promiscuity by somebody they think loves them, a false light. See, it's, you know, they, they, pay attention to me and and you know they make me feel important and they buy me little things and all this kind of stuff and, and they throw their whole lives away because of somebody that is giving them some kind of false light and so darkness can hide the evil that's in dark deeds it can hide the trouble that's there that's why when the Christian comes with light it begins to illuminate in a new way what's already been exposed to a degree you know in that situation so many times you'll see a very uh, um, successful prison ministry because now that they come into at least a, an illumination and understanding that how wrong their deeds are because they're having to pay a penalty for it sometimes they're ready for the light of God to help them to not go back that way again you understand what I'm saying because darkness is still pulling at them you know you go into any prison and there's a a, 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 a different type of community of people there there are people that you know where the uh, survival of the fittest or the, the biggest animal rules the jungle kind of thing and there's a lot of intimidation of people there it's not a good life and so when they can at least be enlightened to the place where they understand that there's hope there's help there's encouragement we bring the greater light and that's why there's so much encouragement sometimes in real valid prison ministry now I'm not talking about religious people that go there and just want to preach at people but I'm talking about people who come in in the light you know religion is just another form of darkness so it's and that's why a lot of times people don't respond much to it when they're already in darkness but when the true light comes in somebody who is a real child of God that's born again and spirit filled that's a great light when you are filled with the spirit of God that's such a great light that nothing can be hidden from it Uh, you know and that light brings with it everything that's needed to bring a successful conclusion to that interaction with that person that when you're spirit filled that that the, the gifts of the spirit leave nothing undone see you can trust when you abide in the gifts of the spirit you don't go away from an interaction with somebody and say gee I wish I had said or I wish we had done you know I mean sometimes the enemy will bug you about it but that's different uh, you have a sense of completion if, if they they are sick they get healed if they, if they need prayer for something you have a peace that God heard that prayer you know and they have a satisfaction uh, about that interaction you, you got me I was in a supermarket I always do stuff in supermarkets you know <laughs> not that I hang around there exclusively but or jewelry stores so. <laughs> supermarket jewelry store that's where I hang as I roll whatever <laughs> but I was in a supermarket and uh, I was <clears throat> I always talk to babies people's babies people like you to talk to their babies because they're proud of them 
that's an accomplishment for people and so uh, there was a lady and she was a very young woman uh, you know looked very young and she was carrying a a baby Uh, she had the baby in her arms and you know as a little carrier in the store and and I looked over and I said well look who got here in time for it's usually a holiday Mother's Day Christmas look who got here in time for Christmas you know so you know that's and she said <clears throat> she seemed a little tense and she said I said I said this is what see she looks newborn what's a he I said honey he looks newborn I said when did he get here I bet you're excited and, yeah you know and see, she was telling me she said you know what she said my baby hasn't had a bowel movement in like now you know whatever it was it was a lot of time I don't remember what it was now but it was it was scary long you know the baby was a newborn and she said and I, I I'm trying to find the right thing to feed him and and you know do this and do that and I just had such a peace and I was saying I said well I said has your doctor I kept referring back to what the doctor says he told you to give him like a little water or something in between with maybe a little nutrient in it you know they had a little baby waters and stuff and she said yeah she said I said I said you know when they're that small I don't think they give them any medicine you know and I'm trying to think to my nurse days and nothing's registering you know so usually the nurse is on vacation when the Holy Spirit shows up you understand me you can search for her if you want to but she ain't coming to the party and so we stood there and as we talked and we kind of I kind of walked with her we looked on the shelves and all this kind of stuff and she she stood there for a minute and she said I think he just had a bowel movement I said, well, that's wonderful. I said, I'm, I'm going to pray with you for it. Can I bless your baby? And she said, yeah. I said, sure. I said, because God's blessing him already. She said, I'm so glad I ran into you. I said, me too. And so, you know, we blessed the baby. But see, that light corrects everything that's wrong in the situation if we'll let the light do what the light wants to do you understand me you don't have to find the old nurse you know (laughs) probably got a couple warrants (laughs) bad nursing (laughs) she probably got a few warrants out anyway yeah you don't want her to show up today do you understand god the anointing needs no help it doesn't need any help from your past you know even if it was a good past he doesn't need any help whatsoever but you can allow the Holy Spirit just the presence of God working in that atmosphere helping that little baby whatever system was wrong corrected him right then and right there amen so we can trust the light trust the Holy Spirit trust that if you don't try to think of too much to say to people the gifts will operate I found that that if I don't try to make up anything or sound helpful or wonderful or spiritual or anything like that whatever comes the Holy Spirit will give you what you need the Bible says the gifts are there to profit with all that means everybody in every situation it's a profiting to that situation so that light is a protective light it keeps us from stumbling it will correct things that are trouble in that area our word the bible says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path amen that light is also revelatory so it brings enlightenment it will take darkness and make it light see i'll take darkness and make it light 
it it never ceases to amaze me how God will come in and and give us understanding and I mean years later I mean it just comes you know what I'm saying I was um I was saying something to Pastor Shirley the other day and she said I mentioned the word five o'clock shadow and she said what is that of course I was saying I had it you know what I'm saying I'm going to tell you the truth about it I think I got five you know I mean just nonsense stuff because my shin was itching or something and she, <laughs> she said don't anybody comment on it okay it's just give me a break so anyway she asked me what it was and I was telling her I said you know I said Aubrey used to get it sometimes and he'd come home at the end of the day and it started to itch and it would start to grow in again you know and all that kind of stuff she said I always heard that term but I never knew what it was and she said you know it's amazing how God still is teaching me stuff I said where do you think you're going <laughs> you're going on up in God girl you got to know stuff Amen. You might be going around the corner and somebody asks you, what's five o'clock shadow? You got the answer right there. (laughs) But I believe that that things like that, enlightenments from God, are message to us that he heard that lack of understanding and he's there to fill it in no matter how long it takes how old you get how much you think you know there's always something that needs light and clarity in our mind psalm 119 130 says that the word the entrance let the word in folks don't ever shut down on God don't ever not want to hear him say certain things to you no matter how many times he has to say it to you for you to understand it and receive it receive that if we receive the word quickly think how smart we can be (laughs) you understand how much help we could be to the world and to ourselves if we would receive the word quickly but it says here 119 130 that the entrance if I can find the page I want to give you the correct reference too yes the entrance of your words give light and it gives understanding to the simple that's why people when they're really called of God they they don't even think about lack of education you ever because God clears that up so quickly you know and in people who have a education realize that they can't rely on that uh-huh. and so it's a word entering in that's going to give you the best benefit I don't care what situation that you're in so revelation of hidden things comes to us the revelation of dark sayings riddles and parables and and <clears throat> the dark sayings that that God would give sometimes that needed interpretation those things will come to us people's dreams and visions we can get interpretations of now it's not just sitting on the edge of your brain you know all the time but it can be something that God will reveal to us if we will uh, delve into the things of the spirit so his light gives revelation gives understanding and it also gives knowing so the entrance of the word gives a knowing and a confidence with that knowing gives the confidence with that knowing so that when you speak to people about what you know 
from God, they get this. You get a boldness and and a an ability to give it without much. You know, there's no movement there for them to get in between and underneath and dislodge it. You know, that's what the sinner hates. See, that's what makes you look hateful and that's what makes you look unkind and that's what makes you look. See, people in the world aren't used to adamance. You know, if people have it, they get like this reputation of being a certain way. And even people in the world, you know, if you if you're um, smart and you're a millionaire and you've earned your way, then they have to respect it. But they don't like how it looks. It looks mean. It looks prideful. It looks arrogant. It looks, um, uh, uh, you know, like you're, you're no good. You know, and that makes you kind of like a target for people. Like they're, e- it's easy for them to want to pull you down. You know, if it, because success, <clears throat> enlightenment, knowledge understanding all that kind of stuff comes in some way from God now I'm not saying it comes directly from covenant with God but it comes from tapping into truth hanging on to it and operating in it of course you know if you're a sinner that carries a curse with it so if people want to bring you down they may be successful at it you see you you, you understand what I'm saying but if you're a child of God what you accumulate in life is protected by God and if you administer it properly in God it'll be secure in your life see there are a lot of things that we have to do to, to secure ourselves in God but it's doable for the sinner they can try to secure themselves but it's not doable See, it's there are going to be some some flaws there. When I was saying that about people who are smart, I think about Donald Trump. Now he's, you know, he even has that resident scowl on his face. All his kids had a little lip that he's getting a little pouty thing that they all got. They've all got it, you know, <laughs> trademark. But he made some mistakes. In his life, in his personal life, he he's always been a very smart man. Uh, his dad was was a developer, and so he's second generation. So you know from from our understanding of the world's wealth that by the time it hits the third generation, most of it's lost, and it was on its way there because of his affair with some younger woman and you know it was publicly known for a long time embarrassed the wife and the children and and there was a breach and an estrangement there that could have defeated everybody look at Tiger Woods he's not been the same since and I know his wife hit him upside the head with that golf club I wasn't there, but you know, the sister can guess. Spies in her. No, I won't even go there. But anywho, you know what I'm saying. But but something must have happened to fix that. See, there's somehow in all his knowing of finances and all his knowing of uh, um, 
real estate development and connections that he you know people who have that kind of wealth must have connections and good relationships with people who can put them in touch with people and can bankers that want to shell it out because of their he's got a lot of of good things that come from some type of obedience to the wisdom of the word going there but the big thing was the family couldn't get the wife back even though he got married to this woman that he was having an affair with they had a child and he divorced her and probably sought reconciliation back with his wife just to restore everything you know what I'm saying people who lose want restoration they don't want loss and so part of the enlightenment that comes to people and the wisdom that comes is that I've got to secure that which was lost to me and one of the biggest hurdles was the relationship he had with his children and it's taken a lot of years to restore it but he's got all of the children back working in the business they love him he loves them there's great respect there there's not this guilty parent trying to buy the child's affection back with money and position and power they have all been to Wharton Business School which you know is and he started his own business school they've all got master's degrees in business they've all done and earned in the natural what they need to step into that and they're all stepping into their own businesses and an apart are apart and speak highly and respect and love one another you don't get that back without some light enlightenment coming into your soul that shows you what's important in life you don't get that just by manipulating people and operating in dark things so he's not only smart in a natural sense but he's had some enlightenment some wisdom some humility to come in there and help him to put that restoration back together again that they will have a third generation that can carry on that name and carry on the business and all of that stuff well he's securing their future for his children because he made a mistake there's no reason the children should suffer and there's only so much you can do as a human being to help that God has to come in some kind of way somewhere with some enlightenment understanding or something to help that process along got me look at some of the Christian ministers that have failed still everything's in fragments you see what I'm saying and so if you don't receive enlightenment and understanding you let that word flood in there and help you you humble yourself you do what you must do in order to get that restoration process going you won't have it restored and you can't say the kids are doing it just for the money because when he dies the money's theirs anyway money doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to manage things see they need to have relationship with the father in order to learn how to step fully into their inheritance and so we you know you look at things like that and you kind of smile because you 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 say to yourself God is working for somebody you see it's working for somebody so the light of God can shine in and help people can help them to a great degree and so we are the light of the world and so we carry that same light in us we said before our light admits emits not only light and understanding but it emits a savor or an odor amen so we have a a maybe like I would say if it's a lamp it's an incense light see it carries light 
and savor at the same time. It leaves a fragrance behind everywhere we go. And that fragrance is of Christ. We say it was a, a savor of life unto life to those who are enlightened. But death unto death to those who are perishing. You can invite people who feel death when the light comes in you can invite them into the light we can offer Christ to people and they don't have to feel that disconnect when the Christian speaks about God they can feel a part of things because God wants to invite them in light also is a rescuer it is a rescuer we know that from the study our study of the lighthouse when we talk about the ministry and the symbol for our ministry being the lighthouse Uh, you know I remember studying and teaching for years on the significance of the lighthouse and all of the the history of the lighthouse and all of the things that it was symbolic of for people of course they're not used as much now as they were at one time but it was always a um, a salvation, a light of salvation to the mariner, you know, because if they were out in the dark seas, um, I I took a, a, a like a two a day cruise or some two day cruise or something, and I made the mistake of going out on deck at night, and ain't nothing out there. I mean, it's pitch black. You, I mean, if you, as long as you're walking along on the <laughs> You know, on the, on the deck, you can see stuff where the light is. But man, you look out of there in that ocean, it will scare you half to death. I said, man, that dog. Huh? You can imagine what Jonah thought, you know, being tossed out of the darkness into greater darkness in the, the belly of the fish. But anyway, um, it is a great darkness out there sometimes. And so... <clears throat> When that the the um, mariners would see a light anywhere out in that dark ocean, they'd go toward it. It was drawn. In fact, that's how piracy got to be so successful, because they knew people would be desperate to see light, and so there were always false lighthouses where they would think they were in the neighborhood where a real lighthouse was and they would set up a light that would draw people to them and they would just go and take over the ship kill everybody and take all the money so yeah absolutely well we got people like that you know people like that they carry a false light you know they manipulate people and get them into their buildings and you know it's all about money and building funds you know perpetual building funds of things that never get built and so forth and so on and so it's it's easy to create false light so that's why Jesus said we are the true light see we're the true light of the world so you're the real Christian you're the one that that he wants people to be drawn to so in Psalm 27 verse 1 it says the Lord is my light and my salvation you can't have light without salvation man says whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid darkness always perpetuates fear darkness brings an element of fear with it so the Lord being our light and our salvation really makes us fearless 
And that's one of the things that people don't like. See this this whole notion of Christians being you know mealy mouth people that you know if you slap them they just turn the other cheek you get to slap them again and you know do that 70 times 7 in one day and all that kind of stuff you know pushovers we can't have an opinion about anything we can't tell anybody anything you know that makes them upset and all that that came from the world that came from the realm of darkness misinterpreting of scriptures trying to interpret them without being in the light of the Holy Spirit nobody that got a rhema word on that scripture will tell you that that's what Jesus was implying there it's not what he's implying if somebody hits you you forgive them that's what he's implying and you can be friends with them again or you can decide to go your separate ways but don't go in animosity don't go in anger and don't go in wanting something bad to happen to them there's there's you know it's just that way and so and he also that scripture also means that when you reconcile with people you make yourself vulnerable to be hurt again see I mean this is just the way that we all accept this in other words you don't try to protect yourself from harm by separating yourself see from people that God has put in your life to be friends to you you know and I know people have different reasons well you know don't you know, I see some people on Facebook with issues you know they're always telling you what not kind of people not to be around I'm thinking well what do you ever tell them what people to be around you know I mean if you're right you'll draw right people you want friends you'll show yourself friendly and God will sort out the rest. He loves you. He don't want to put you with people who are in trouble. You don't have to do all that yourself. You just have to you have to be the right kind of person yourself. Huh? Man, that's a job. You mean you gotta love God, work for God, uh be available to witness, work for God in the church where and then gotta sort out your friends too? Come on now, it's a lot of work. He can do some of that for you. And the light does that for you. Amen? It'll scatter the wicked. You just walk right before God and see how many wrong people you start having around you. You know, you draw wrong people because you slip into darkness yourself. You know, get over in the flesh wanting somebody to be your friend. You don't care. You let the devil get you desperate because you don't renew your mind in the Word of God. You know, you got to renew your mind in the Word of God and understand who you are in God. And then the light will draw other people of light toward you or people who respond to the light in the right way. You know, sometimes people want, you know, they the light will sometimes, because of the intensity of it, will sometimes keep people at a respectable distance from you. And it's a protective in that sense. You don't have problems with the wrong kind of people if if you let the light of God shine the right way through you because it puts a protective distance between you and the wrong kind of people. People just know you don't want to hear their nonsense. You know, they know you're not going to, you know, go on some date with them and, you know, all this kind of nonsense stuff or, you know, just just a lot of goofy things don't happen in your life because of the light it's a protective thing and it saves you makes you fearless against the power of the enemy and then it will make people feel secure with us 
that they will know that they can come to us in confidence they can come to us and and if they seek prayer or seek counsel for something that it will be the right counsel um god doesn't doesn't put you in a position where uh you can you're over your head in what you're trying to help people you know just tell them what you know and shut up don't embellish on trying to know everything for people but you know well let's pray about that you know i know god has an answer for you he's gonna help you let's pray about that that's your best instead of running your mouth 50 miles an hour and you know with what you know and don't know that's why people come to you one time won't come back anymore you told them too much wrong stuff or just went off on a tangent and they said oh man I didn't ask for all this a lot more see you start dimming the light when you start adding your your carnal understanding of things and so you have to uh, allow God to let you be used in the way that he wants to use you you know you just can't take it as your relationship your conversation or they came to you they came to the light of Christ that they saw in you so people can have confidence in us because this light gives them confidence it gives them confidence the light is security in that it will give a person peace about their future they won't they won't be torn and fragmented and anxious and uh we can we can let that light shine into their hearts and we share that light and then they can pick up all that that light brings with it if they will let that light help them you know like sometimes people say well gee I feel so much I came in here and I just really wasn't I was confused about some things and I was upset but now I'm better you know because of light see it's that's what that light has done for them and we've all experienced that kind of sometimes more when we were new christians we kind of couldn't wait to get to church because we felt better we don't know how we felt better but we felt better but that's that's the effect of light on us and then as we grow in the knowledge of god we understand what transpires when we're in that atmosphere and what's transpired is that we have been fed sheep need to get fed on a regular basis i don't know how people who call themselves christians live without going to church regular or a bible study a regular fellowship so i don't understand how they think they can live like that but they'll make excuses and then they want to live off prayers you know that's what i've noticed about uh, people who get connected to this ministry and then let the devil talk them into going someplace else where they can't get the level of prayer and word and that kind of stuff and uh, they'll want to hang on to the prayer partner hate you and everybody hate the pastor and hate everybody else but they want to still continue to pray because see they made up their minds that that if they let go of that prayer boy that's everything well you're a skinny little sheet now you know your skin and bones trying to hang on to prayer because you haven't been fed the word see and if you don't get into an atmosphere where you learn how to forgive and love people you're not going to grow much there either see and so we have a job to do in allowing that light to continue to shine you've got to be fed regularly the word of god the bible is clear about that not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together and that doesn't mean on somebody's website and that don't mean a conference call and 
you know people want to cut corners and and eliminate everything you can't go through life eliminating things God's God's way of success is to add to what you have you're not eliminating you're adding to on a continual basis so that you're not out there by yourself and, and can't get answers and all of that yeah I have people that live in the city where we have meetings and they'll try to get me on Facebook and answer ask questions I said why don't you go our service times are because you know God has not told me to let a sheep pick your brain when they feel like it shepherds lead sheep follow shepherds are there they're drawing to you to that place so that you can be fed the word of God you know and that's not lifting anybody up and putting either anybody down this relationship was created by God before I even got here and you too and so we're we're this is what he's ordained for us and if we'll respect that God has ordained this we can all benefit from it amen their light we said is salvation gives us confidence boy if you can just get there and hear the word that lifeline will be thrown to you our light is hope it is a lighthouse we are a city set on a hill so all can see it draws everybody you don't discriminate you don't have like a specific ministry to specific people that light draws everybody huh we don't have a drug addict drawing light we don't have a hooker drawing light we don't have a, a you know a, a, a orphan drawing light or a abused child drawing light we have a light that draws everybody you know the everybody can be drawn to this light and God will give you a way to touch everybody and reach everybody give you a way to minister to everybody so light is hope we said that because God created everything that he created in the light the light he created he said let there be light that was at first let there be and so everything else was created in light so everything has the essence of God in it see the essence of God is there in all of creation what did he say the heavens declare the glory of God the skies talk to us you can look at that and see nothing bang nothing and made that all the clouds are a different shape they've got a different purpose they got you know all of that and and this the sun and how it sets sometimes in the different colors of sunsets sometimes you can look out and see a rainbow and all that kind of stuff that's that didn't just get there because of some intellectual big bang it got there because God created it amen he created everything with his word he's except man he fashioned us just like him he took time to create us in his image I used to have I had a um, picture that I had created for um, a book I was doing uh, you know like a pamphlet I was doing and it showed God sitting in front of a mirror looking at himself with a piece of molding clay in front of him and so to me that was how people are created you know you are made in God's image he's a oh okay well you gotta put that over there you gotta put that right there you, you see what I'm saying and so it, in, in not just God's imagination but God's image and his likeness that's why it says likeness in the Bible and so we we are like him we're separated from him for a while but then the light drew us back to him and that light became our candle to God 
So we say light is hope and it is hope. And we even have words for hope like the light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, can you see light now, you know, and it's you know, amen. You can you can do that. So I remember uh, that's what uh, Brother Cirillo, that's how he uh, he prayed for a woman uh, that was blind. And he told her to look for light. Man, look for light. And she kept looking for light and she finally saw some light. He said, look for more. (laughs) Amen. And so, uh, you know, that word of knowledge came to him. And, and, you know, oftentimes they'll work for everybody, you know, that, that needs that. I know I've. I've prayed for people that have been going blind and, and instructed them the same thing, and God's healed them, healed a portion anyway, as long as they kept looking. That's the amazing thing with the anointing. If it's not fed the word, if what you get is not fed more of the word, it'll eventually just stay that level, or the enemy will con- confound you and convince you it wasn't real, or something like that, or begin to tamper with it. So you've got to stay in that light so that you can get the fullness of it so there is the light of God in all creation now in uh, our scripture that we started with I'm sorry I didn't give that to you is Matthew 5 are we there Matthew, yeah, Matthew 5 yeah, verse 14 and so if you go right back there Matthew 5 it says <coughs> It's set on a hill so that it cannot be hidden. God doesn't want us hidden. If we're his bride, he wants to show us off. He loves us. He's proud of us. He wants to show us off. And he said, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Well, that's very foolish. Why would you light it to begin with? You lit it so that it can give light to everybody. So in hiding the light, we need to talk about what God means by that. Don't put it under a bushel. Often people try to separate themselves from God in some way. Some offense or some darkness that comes into their soul will try to put a shadow or shade or a covering over the light. You know how you know when you say like little kids sometimes will play with your lamp and oh mommy look and they'll throw a scarf over it and you can see it turns a different color or something like that. And so there are... <clears throat> Attempts in humanity to hide the light. You know, I I don't want to work for God anymore. You know, I work for God and it didn't get me anywhere. That's usually what people their their deduction of what happens in life comes. God cheated me out of some short, changed me, and didn't treat me like he treated everybody. He didn't. He he don't do me right. You know, like <laughs> some people complain. And so, you know, I mean, it, everybody's got that self-pity thing that want to hang on them if you let it hang on. You know, tell you you're different somehow. And, you know, you're not getting the fair treatment, you know. And, and you'll, it's, it's a pastor's fault. They like other people more than me, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, pastors keep people close to them because they work. They don't keep lazy people around them. Did you notice that? Huh? Because they want to work for God. They see something of value there. And so that's the pastor's job is to train them to work for God. You can't get close to people in light if you're in darkness. 
few decide on the darkness that darkness will take you to a dark place where it can nurse you some more see and so you can't stay in the light around people for very long Uh, many of you know when when we were children in the things of God or before we were enlightened uh, by being born again you go to church the church that had the shortest service and when you got out you couldn't wait to talk about all the people that were sitting there and they were dressed funny and the preacher didn't preach right and you know do you believe that that's that's, you know that that's carnality that's that's because your darkness got stirred up and your answer was more darkness but now that we're enlightened we have the choice to stay in the light or to retreat back to the darkness and that's what God is saying here that light was not put in you to retreat back to darkness and if you will fight that darkness with the light you will not be deceived be a doer as well as a hearer of the word so that you won't fall into deception if you're a doer if you're a hearer only and you don't do the word you become a judge and you can't judge God's word and stay in the light you can't judge God's word and be right so that's why you see in religion is judgment most of the time because they are not doers of the word they hear and then they want to decide if they agree with it or not and if they want to do that and they do very little and pretty soon they only just hear because they sit in the place seat of judgment and they think that's all to the word it just comes across so we can judge it and say if that's right or that's wrong or if the preacher's right or wrong but we don't have to go and apply that to our lives it was 11 of the Pharisees that's what Jesus said about them they, they hear and do not he said don't be like them you hear and do and you'll stay in the light so when you hear and do the word that keeps you in the light and there have been many people who have proven this to to be a great benefit to themselves uh creflo dollar the copelands all the faith people why the minute i heard god the minute i read in the bible i said we're going to do this and they did it to their own hurt sometimes but they kept doing it because they wanted to prove their love for God and they want to see the results of what it was that they were doing in the word and they did it we Gloria and I we we don't we don't let that bitterness creep in we can have disagreements but at the end of the day we're friends we go to bed at night we're pals you know that kind of stuff and 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 this is the way you live the Christian life you forgive and you reconcile See, and, and don't wait till the end of the day. Why should you wait that long? You can do it immediately. You see, and so this is this is how God intends for us to live. He intends for us to live in the light. Don't hide it under a bushel of offense, of emotion, of negative of feelings, of jealousy, and, and trying to say it's not jealousy. I found that that's a, a big issue among Christian people. You know, you hear a testimony and, and the enemy starts to twist it up a little bit. And why doesn't that happen for you? Huh? And you question why doesn't it happen? Well, if you answer that as a enlightenment, if that question came from God, he would not ask you why it doesn't happen. He'd tell you how to make it happen for you. God will tell you how to make it happen for you. He won't ask you why it doesn't happen for you. He's not the author of confusion. 
And he's not trying to stir you up in negative emotions. He will give you peace about what he gives you. See, that's the enemy asking you why. Why look at look at all that they have. Why why does that happen for you? Well, you don't know what they have. You don't know their their bills and you don't know their challenges. You don't know any of that. You know, we give a good report in a testimony to encourage you that God can have a good conclusion of things. But that doesn't mean that we don't have our share of difficulties just like you do. And so the enemy will plant ideas like that. That somehow if at the end of the day your conclusion is God is not good. His people are not honest. There's something taking away from the love aspect. Believes the best about people. Believes all things. Hopes all things. It's not boastful. It's not touchy. It's not easily in, you know, uh, offended by everything. It's not upset about things easily. You see, if you can keep your 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 um, what ministers to you coming out of the realm of love, then you can keep the light shining within you. It does not have to go out and go dim. So if 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 the negative emotions that we choose to hold on to. I'm not saying you can't feel. I don't tell you what you can and can't feel. You feel anything you want to, I guess. It's your feelings. But we make the choice as to what we embrace. You know emotions will not hang around if they're not supported. They're supported by your thoughts about them. They're supported by your interpretation of them. See, I can feel fear. I can just feel that spirit of fear, the sensation of fear. But if I don't attach any meaning to it, it won't make any sense to me and it won't hang around. The same thing with anger. If I if I get angry about something and I start feeding it with, well, you know, they're no good. And this, they do this all the time. This is, this is the umpteenth time they've done this to me and I'm not going to put it up with it. See, if I just get angry and sin not, just let it pass through. It's just a feeling passing through. Just let it pass on through and keep going to the next idiot that wants to hold on to it. Let somebody else hold on to that. All anger isn't legitimate anyway. Sometimes we're angry about nothing. Mm -hmm. They have no right to be angry about everything that we're angry about. Now, some people are even when you see the angriest people, well, I got righteous angry about this. <laughs> don't lay hands on me. <laughs> I don't want none of it. You understand? I got enough stuff to deal with. Well, it's your business, your shenanigans. Now, so negative emotions, you have to examine them in the light. This is anger. What does the Bible say? Oh, I can't sin. I better not hold on to this. It doesn't matter what I'm angry about. I can get rid of it, send it on its way, and I can have peace about that thing. People say, you know, well, you can't, you can't show too much kindness to people. They'll think you're weak. Well, I don't care what they think. I care about what God thinks about me. People are my least concern in most things. It just in that I must obey God toward them. You understand what I'm saying? But I could care less if somebody thinks I'm weak, strong, mild, you know, hot. You know, 
You know how that thing they do. I don't care about none of that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? They just... Why are you going to crowd your mind with the poll? You can poll 100 people and 50 of them will feel one way about you and 50 feel that. And then they, oh, I ain't sure I feel that way. Let me change my vote. <laughs> I'm focused on what God thinks about me. And I must love all humanity. And I must treat them with dignity, respect, kindness, love. Do you understand what I'm saying? When they need to be corrected, they're corrected. If they need to have truth brought to them. You know, brother, that wasn't kind what you said to me. I didn't feel good when you said that. Well, I'm sorry. You know, whatever. Yeah, well, let's get it right then. Okay, I forgive you. You forgive me. Let's move on to the next. We're not going to stay there in offense. We're going to get it straightened out. So God wants the light to shine. Hmm? That's why the Holy Spirit turns up the light when we start dimming it. You ever notice that? Sometimes when, when, you know, if you say something that's not appropriate or you do something, you'll feel that intensity in there. He's turned it up on you. Come on, come on, it's called conviction. And we have to repent and get that right. God, forgive me. It's not right when I say that. I didn't mean to say that. I mean to go over there. And I want to get back over in the light where I'm supposed to be. So he will turn light in on us from time to time so that we can examine what's in there. You know, examine ourselves and, and understand that the Holy Spirit helps us to walk Walk in the light and not stumble. That's what you want. You want a a no stumble relationship with God. So we we need to understand that the light does not belong to us. It emanates from God. So we can't control how the light happens, what it does. And thank God for it because we don't know everything that needs to be done. When you come upon a person that that asks for prayer, like if if I'm at the altar and somebody asks for prayer, you know, there are times when you really have to just listen and listen and then finally the Holy Spirit will say, oh, you know, pray this way. Or sometimes it will be immediate when they come up. And, and, you know, and, and the enemy sometimes will get in there and try to give you doubt as to what God's telling you to do. But if he gives you an answer quickly, then you stay with that answer as to what to share with people, how to pray for them, what what word to speak over them so that God can perform that word. He talks about putting your light under a bushel, being ashamed of being a Christian from time to time or ashamed of the gospel. You should not have any company that you cannot share Christ with. It's, that's just forbidden. You don't, you don't, and, and I don't mean religion, just somebody who says they go to church and you're in the flesh with them most of the time. You understand what I'm saying? You, you got to choose better company than that. You're worth more than that. You're not somebody who lives in the gutter. You, you live in a, you're a city set on a hill. Uh, you're you're a, a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You need to act like royalty. You know, we got royalty running around in sin, but they act dignified when they you know they put them clothes on and start you know act like they somebody. They know how to get into that that royalty mode, and so so much more us because God has placed so much in us. A candlestick represents God positioning us prominently. 
I don't care your level of understanding of the word or how long you've been saved or whatever. He put you on a candlestick the day one that you were born again. You got me? Your light was shining to draw somebody to Christ from day one. You don't have to wait until you went to new beginners class and got your certificate. Huh? Y'all know what I mean. I have nothing against new beginners because we all need to be taught the word. However, sometimes too much significance is placed on longevity of having made that confession way back where, you know. And so we need to understand that it's what we do with the light that we have that's pleasing to God. God saved you for relationship with him. If you let your light shine, your relationship with him is so much better. It's so much more productive. He has access to you on a continual and a ready basis. So he can speak to you and give you answers of things that you've been puzzled about for years but it wasn't a problem for you. But he just brought that to you uh, to enhance his relationship. Verse 16, let the light shine. This is an automatic thing from God. So whatever that really means is don't fight it. Uh, Don't fight the light. Just let it happen. Let God do this. Okay. It's normal to shine. It's abnormal to hide. See. It's normal to shine. If If you desire to be around people and you can't be what God wants you to be. Then your desire is wrong. Well, you need to confess that to God. God, there's something wrong with me. I still like these kind of people. Get this out of me. You understand we're going the wrong way. But you do this for the glory of God. That's it. There's nothing in it for you except the understanding that you please God. And that's worth everything. See, take you out of it until you see what God brought out of it see you'll see what he's doing in you you'll see what he's doing with your words you'll see what he's doing with your reputation among men all of that will become evident so this is what this is our offering to the father we offer the light to the world for the glory of God so that he can be pleased that he's got somebody down there that he can trust to speak for him to do what he would do down here to be the witness to be the answer to be what light is to be to the world so that he can get more in that's what he wants he wants to save the world amen all right why don't we stop father in heaven we thank you for understanding and we thank you for the blessing of knowledge of understanding of what the light does for us does for humanity that we have been entrusted with this great thing And it's the person of Jesus Christ to help and save all humanity. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So,